from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. If you have not become a member, the time to do so is right now. It is free and easy to do. All you do is on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. You see follow underneath my picture. You're going to click follow, and you're gonna. it's going to prompt you to create yourself a little account. takes a couple seconds. All you do is make a username, link an email, and it connects you straight to the show. So every single time the show goes live, you are connected with the show. You'll never miss a live show again. So members get two awesome things. Number one, they get to chat with me in the live chat room. Number two, they get sent an email when the show goes live. So as soon as I click live in the studio, it gets sent straight to you and you're good to go. So make sure you become a member today on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. As I said, proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. It's today, Wednesday, March 28th. And it's a very special day because the CNS Girls Lacrosse Special will be airing this morning. And I'm ecstatic for this. We're going to air the special that I had with Jess Foley, Olivia Messina, and Caitlin Lippert, as well as head coach Lloyd Hamilton as the team looks for their eighth title as they embark on this season with plenty of seniors. And they also have an eighth grader on the team that is joined varsity, and that is Franny Tortora. I did not stutter. It is my cousin Franny, and my cousin Sammy used to be on the team. Basketball and lacrosse. Franny, same basketball and lacrosse over at CNS, Cicero, Cicero North Syracuse North Stars, right down the road from Chick-fil-A Cicero. And as you know, Chick-fil-A and I have embarked on a partnership together. It started here in March. And every single month, we will be doing a live broadcast from Chick-fil-A Cicero on 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. And every month, like I said, we're going to be there. So we jumped off the whole thing, started off our monthly broadcast from Chick-fil-A with this broadcast with the young women of Cicero North Syracuse's girls lacrosse team. I said that, you know, we had Caitlin there and Jess there and Olivia there to do the show. And coach said, how many people do you want? How many people can, you know, come out and, and and be a part of this thing? And I said, tell the whole team, you know, the support, more support, the merrier. Every single one of the players showed up. Every single one of the players. So, you know, you speak about family, you speak about teamwork, you speak about care, concern for one another. When I said, hey, we're going to have these three young women on and coach, and coach said, and, and uh, pardon me, Tim Bednarski, the AD, not coach. Uh, Tim Bednarski said to me, "How many people can come out and support it?" I said, "Family, friends, coworkers, stu- you know, colleagues, alumni, students, student athletes, whatever it may be. 
everybody's welcome from the community to come out and show some love and show some support and buy some Chick-fil-A and have a good time. The entire team showed up. The entire team. That's dedication. That is commitment. And that is what the ladies told me is CNS. So with that being said, let's jump into the morning menu, let you hear that sound, and then it'll be time to listen in to the ladies and Coach Hamilton in just a moment. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We like to start off the show by giving you our menu of topics. The morning menu, that is, live now with the morning menu is Dan Tortora. The morning menu on today's broadcast on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, like I said, is going to start out with the CNS Girls Lacrosse special that we did from on-site at Chick-fil-A. You're only going to get that through us. Chick-fil-A Cicero on location once a month, live broadcast for the people in the area, and then a rebroadcast on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora here on the airwaves. That is only going to happen through Wake Up Call at Chick-fil-A. So every month, you're going to find out on Facebook.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, Twitter at CallDT, Instagram at WakeUpCall underscore DT, and on the Chick-fil-A page under the Central New York tab of WakeUpCallDT.com. When it comes to when I'm going to be in the community, those are all the places to check, so make sure that you do that. Make sure you connect with me, like the page, follow, everything you got to do to stay connected with the show to know when we're going to be at Chick-fil-A with CNS and their athletic programs. Like I said, the initial, the inaugural, the jump off episode and special engagement show was with CNS Girls Lacrosse. And I want to thank the entire team for showing up and supporting Caitlin Lippert, Olivia Messina, Jess Foley, and head coach Lloyd Hamilton, who all joined me for the show. Let's take a quick step aside on the broadcast. And when I come back, you will hear directly from that show on-site at Chick-fil-A Cicero. Thank you to Jim Rusikowski and the entire team at Chick-fil-A for welcoming us in and partnering with Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora and Dan Tortora Broadcast Media to be a part of this very, very special thing that we're doing in the community by connecting with CNS every single month on location at Chick-fil-A Cicero on 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, New York. With that being said, after you hear the special at CNS, stick around for the rest of the show as we will look around the sports world, speak on Braden Bayer, and so much more coming up here on Wake Up Calls Airwaves right on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. So we're going to jump into this fast break and come right back with the CNS Girls Lacrosse special exclusively on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvelanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DreisigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. 
with the bamboo line relaxed fit clothing as well as the athletic fit clothing. DrysigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, command yourself to feel comfortable in Drysig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DrysigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513, or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name. So give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. So one of the things that we like to do at Chick-fil-A is we like to, um, we like to honor remarkable people. Right, and so the reason you were invited here as our first guest with Dan on the wake-up call is because this is a, a group of remarkable young women, and I know you're about to embark on a uh, very important journey, right? Um, and for some of you, it's your senior year, right? Who's a senior? Wow, a bunch of you, right? And so this is this is it, right? This is it, and so. We just want to wish you the best of luck. Know that you always have a place here at Chick-fil-A. Um, and uh, good luck, and I hope you do well in the interview here with Danny. Ask a lot of tough questions. Believe me, I know. So, I'll turn it over to you, Dan. Get a round of applause for Jim Rusikowski, please, the owner-operator of Chick-fil-A. Who's having us here tonight? This is Wake Up Call with Dan to our tour live on location. And we are here with the CNS Girls Across team. So I appreciate everybody that's here, Jess Foley. We also have Olivia Messina, we have Caitlin Lippert, and we have Coach Lloyd Hamilton. Coach, you're looking for the eighth title, I believe. So give a shout out here. Give some round of applause here for the team and for Coach. And of course, I am Dan Tortora, happy to be here with you. So this is how it's gonna run. We do three separate segments. The first one that we do, we're gonna talk a little bit lacrosse, a little bit of history with Coach and, and with the team here as we have three seniors. And then we will move forward into something I like to call rapid fire, where I will throw a bunch of questions at you that have nothing to do with lacrosse. And you gotta give me your first answer that comes to mind. But in fairness, 
in the third portion of the show, I will flip it on myself and I will allow you to put me on the hot seat. So, in all fairness, you will be able to put me on the hot seat right after I do that to you. So, that being said, we're going to get started here. This is Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on location at Chick-fil-A. First and foremost, Coach, I wanted to start with you and when you, you know, when Jimmer said, everybody raise your hand that's a senior, we saw so many hands go up. What can you say about this senior class? We have 11 seniors this year who have played considerable roles on our team this the past three years. They, uh, we have some that are going to be going to Division One schools, Division Two schools, and Division Three schools, and they're an awesome group and very talented lacrosse players, but even better people. And to you know, go to each of the seniors that we have here tonight, Caitlin, I want to start with you. Just what this team means to you and what this class means to you. Uh, this class, we've all been together for uh, countless years. I can't even remember when we all first started together, and we're a family. Like, uh, there's really no way to describe how much we're all gonna miss each other. We're all really good friends, and we we're just gonna miss each other next year. And we're trying to do our best in our last year and bring the title home. And this being title number eight, it would be so. Olivia, what would it mean to you to go out with that title? Um, well, the past few years we've like we've struggled in like the championship games. So uh, this year we're just trying to come back and get that one win for the senior class that's worked so hard since like first grade that we've been building up to this. So it would mean a lot to us. What is it about? Like you said, you've been struggling in that that final game. What has been? kind of what you can maybe pinpoint to where the struggle's coming from? I don't know. I feel like there's a few things. I think that sometimes we, we get too hard on ourselves. So once we start dropping balls and stuff, we just don't get focused again and, and then just continues for the rest of the game. So we just need to stay focused this year. All right, Jess, going off of that, staying focused, just what you could say you're focused in on with, with one more run, one more opportunity. Um, I say just staying as a family and working together throughout the game and not hanging our heads when we get down. That's really it. I'm going to stay with you and, and what I'm going to go around to each of you and what this senior class, how you would define maybe some words for this senior class. Um, these girls, it's going to be sad to leave because we're so close and we're all going such far ways and I don't know, it's just going to be sad to leave and I hope we can bring it home this year. And Olivia, what can you say, a few words on looking at this final season and the senior class? Uh, well, this senior class has been playing together since, like, once again, like first grade, so we've been best friends since then, so it's going to be really sad to, to leave them, but we're hoping to go out on a happy note. Coach, you hear that. It's not, we've known each other since we got to CNS. It's not, we've known each other since ninth grade. It's first grade to now that, that these young women have known each other. Just what that means to you to see them come up together, be so close, and have spent so many years together. They're a very awesome group. They've played, um, they've like like the girls have said, they've played together since Mike Duffy got them all together in the CNS Youth Lacrosse Club. And as a result, they they know everything that each other thinks before they even think it. And it's it's awesome just to see them work as hard as they do and be as be as talented as they are. 
when you say that you know each of them know what the other person is going to think even before they think it, just what that does for you as a coach to know that they have that osmosis, that connection with one another. Yeah, it's it's been awesome to have them play like that because it's it's just made us a better team and even when when they were younger and some of them were ninth graders playing on the varsity they always had the ability to play as hard as they do now and they're they're just very very good athletes and Caitlin I, I know you spoke a little bit about this team but this final run this opportunity for you You've heard your teammates say that it's it's sad to know that you're embarking one more time, but yet you still have that one more time to go. Right, and I think if there was one word to describe our senior class, it would be together. We've been together for so long, we're still together, and even though we're all going separate ways, we'll come together in the end, and we're going to get this for the senior class and the rest of the team. Coach, CNS is that team where you get everybody's best game. There's always that conversation of, you know, if you wanna if you wanna be the best, you gotta be the best. So when you look at that and knowing the history of CNS and, and everything that you've built there, just what you could say about that dynamic when you go into each season. We've decided that probably the the best opportunity is for us to play every strong team that we can possibly play because it gets us ready when we do hit the sectionals and hopefully this year we continue on and, and make it to the states and it's it's just a it's an awesome feeling because we know that everybody is shooting for us now where it wasn't the case a few years ago and what's what's been the changeover for you when did you kind of see that tide start to turn from a few years ago where you weren't the ones with the targets on your back and now you are that team Probably the biggest thing was when we defeated West Jenny in the sectional semifinals um, a few years ago. And I think everybody finally realized that the Sleeping Giant was, was ready, to, ready to roar. Sleeping Giant ready to roar. Caitlin, I gotta, I gotta ask you about that. What do you think about that statement by Coach? I mean, I totally agree. Um, we've all we've all been working so hard, and it's finally our time to shine. Olivia, the the sleeping giant. Did you did you feel that this giant was waking up over the last couple of years? Absolutely. I think that <laughs> I think that over the past few years, um, we've gotten a lot more focused, and our goals have changed. Instead of like say beating West Jenny, our goal now is to win sectionals and to get to states. So we have bigger goals, and we're finally getting there. And, and Jess, when you look at that, the, the shift of the goals, how did they get so big and, and did it happen gradually over time or is it something that the team, you know, just kind of decided this is what we have to do? Um, I think our chemistry has gotten better over the years and we just come together when it's time and we know when we have to show up and yeah. What can you say when you look around this room and I had said to coach, coach or I had said to, uh, I had said to, you know, as far as uh, Tim Bednarski about it, uh, he said, how many people do you want there? How many people do you want to show up? And I said, tell the whole team to come if they want. You know, let's, let's get as many people there in support as we can. And I look around the room and all your teammates are here. Yeah. What does that mean to you, Jess, to see that when they're called upon to be there, this isn't a practice, this isn't a game, 
that they're all sitting here at Chick-fil-A with you. It's awesome knowing that we're all so close to each other. We come around, support each other, even just a thing like this, not even just practice. It's nice knowing that we have family outside of our real family. Olivia, what, what does this family mean to you? Once again, like we've been together for so long, like we're not even just like my lacrosse team, like like we're all really close friends outside of it. So it's nice that they show up even when they're not, they don't have to be here. It's nice that they come and support us. And speaking of family, Coach made a comment to me a little bit before here about Franny, and I know I see I see her eyes right now. <laughs> so as a Tortora. And Sammy and now Franny being a part of the team. It's a little bit strange for me to be sitting here with CNS and know that, you know, I'm on the broadcasting side, they're on the playing side. So, what can you tell me, coach, about Franny? We're going to call her out a little bit here. Fran is quite a character. <laughs> but truthfully, she's, a, she's going to be an awesome athlete. I know that. Uh, she had a fantastic um, JV basketball season this year, and uh, she she's got a, a great role model in Sam, and all the awesome things she did at CNS, but also what she's doing right now at Albany, and um, it's a lot of pressure on an eighth grader to be on a varsity team, and we're playing around with moving her around to different positions to make us a better team, and and she's been up to the task. When you have these players that go on, like you said, players that are going to D1, D2, D3, you just mentioned Sammy at Albany, just what you could say about this program, because you want to win, you obviously want to move forward and, and do all you can to get to a state title, and at the same time, you're, you're building up the lives of young women who are going on to do great things at other universities, just what you could say about that. We've been very fortunate. Um, we've had Meg Duffy at Northwestern. Hannah Haven is at James Madison, who has been doing awesome. They've ended up, uh, they've only lost two games. They just recently lost to Maryland, the defending champion, by only two goals. Um, it's, it's great to see the girls move on and to be able to follow them and to see how awesome they've done and it just it makes our program that much stronger because when the girls do come back the younger girls whether it be the girls who are playing either on the varsity or, or the JV or the modified or even the club kids they they look up to these girls so much so it's, it's been great to see the, the program built from that aspect Caitlin, I'm going to ask you a fun question because of the person sitting next to you. What can you say you like most about Coach? <laughs> um, all, all the time in practice, like yeah, even the little things. It's funny. Uh, he'll make a joke out of the smallest things. So I mean, if someone's having a bad day, there's always a good way that he'll come up with to make us feel better or anything like that. And it's just even the small things. It's not just being a coach there for us. He's also like a friend we can always go to, along with our assistant coach Mac. We can all we all know that we can always go to both of them with anything we need. And it's awesome to have a coach like that. Olivia, what can you say about Coach? 
Uh, well, I think that the best thing about him is that when we get unfocused at practice, I mean, sometimes he yells at us, but he knows that we like to have fun, and he goes along with it sometimes, so it makes practice fun. You, you use an interesting term, when we get unfocused at practice. How do you get unfocused at practice? Well, okay, so... Once again, we're all very close friends, so one person will say something, and then it just like dominoes around, and everyone just starts laughing, and then the whole team's laughing, and then no one can catch a ball, but, but it's all in good fun. <laughs> Coach, have you told any of the jokes that got them laughing to the point where they couldn't catch a ball? Um, actually, actually, this year, both Coach Mack and I have been trying to learn how to dance. Um, one one of our seniors, Daphne Harrison, has been trying to uh, teach us a is it machata, and uh, both Coach Mack and I are not very good, but we have fun with it, and you know what? We get these guys laughing, and I don't know uh, if we'll ever be able to dance, but hopefully we'll be dancing out on the field at Cortland. So you found a good way to swing it back there. I like that, Coach. All right, Jess, what can you say about Coach? Um, I think he's very encouraging. Even when we get down on ourselves, he's always there to pick us up and our teammates. And, yeah, Coach Max there, too, and he's funny. <laughs> so what, what's, what makes Coach Max so funny? Um, he's an English teacher, and you would not think he's an English teacher the way he talks, but he's just always cracking jokes, and yeah, he's, yeah, he's just really funny. So is, is he funnier than, than Coach? Oh, um, that's a close one. I guess it depends on the day. Depends on the day. Yeah. All right. All right, Coach, I, I asked these young women what they think of you. What do you think about these young women sitting here with us and in general here on the team. Jess Foley is going to be an awesome defender for us this year as well as she also fills in at midfield and Niagara is getting a, a very good player along with Brenna Duffy who's be going, be going to Niagara with her. Olivia I am probably the hardest on Olivia, next to Paige Dorgan, who will be very quick to say that I'm on her all the time. Olivia is a tremendous talent, and Olivia doesn't realize yet how good she can be. Um, and, and the more that she focuses in, like the girls have said, as far as the focus, once she gets focused, she's probably one of the best defenders and best middies in Section 3. And then there's Kate. Kate is is a really hard worker who makes us all better because she sees everything that's going on in front of us and tries to get everybody squared away and doing the doing the right thing. And she's a, she's a very good leader and she is going to be a super player down at Mercyhurst. Coming from Coach and the players here, once again, Olivia Messina, Jess Foley, Caitlin Lippert, Coach Lloyd Hamilton, myself, Dan Tortora. We're going to take a, ste a step aside here. When we come back, Coach goes on the hot seat, and so do the players in rapid fire. But after that, I will let them put me on the hot seat as well. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Give a round of applause to the CNS North Stars lacrosse team. Much appreciation and much respect. Thank you to Chick-fil-A as well for having us out here. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. 
This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily. You know, we bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand bread our chicken. We hand spin our milkshakes. It's it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. It's different. We we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than good customer service. And so. I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly, the impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. Hi, this is Domenico Vitali, owner of Giovanni's Formalware, where you look great and feel even better with our renowned tailoring and alteration services on any suit or any tuxedo from anywhere. Call 315-455-8729. That's 315-455-8729. Stop in locally on Route 11 in North Syracuse next to the Ponderosa Plaza where you can choose your style, get fitted, and tailored all at Giovanni's Formalware. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice when buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or HondaCity-CNY.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop at Honda City. For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your events, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing, proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. All right, we are back here. Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora live on location here at Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road. That's 7916 Brewerton Road, about five minutes away from CNS's campus itself. We're here with head coach Lloyd Hamilton as well as Caitlin Lippert, Olivia Messina, and Jess Foley. This part of the show is fun for me because it's where I get to put you on the hot seat, and it's called Rapid Fire. So, Olivia, I'm going to start with you. 
If anybody could play you in a movie, who would it be and why? Uh, Blake Lively, because she's like really pretty. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Plain and simple. Alright, Caitlin. What song do you have in your car on repeat if you can only listen to one song? Uh, okay, so my sister just got me like into country music, so I I don't even know. She has this like terrible country music playlist that I just have playing over and over, and I don't know why. <laughs> All right, so terrible country music. All right, Coach. If I were to give, okay, how about this? I'm gonna go this way with it. What is your favorite nickname that someone has given you throughout your life? Any nickname? Hammy. 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 Why Hammy? Um, actually, one of the guys that I played lacrosse with at Hobart just said I looked like a Hammy. So it was either that, either that or Meatball. So he, he, he decided Hammy was a be better fit. I'm Italian, and when I was born, my grandmother called me Meatball, so that stuck too. All right, Jess. Let me see what we got here. It's going to be a three-part question. <laughs> so you can go anywhere in the world. Where do you go? You could take one person you know, and you could take one celebrity. Where do you go? Who do you take that you know, and what celebrity? Um, Bora Bora. Okay. Um, I'd probably take my mom, because she's awesome and deserves it. Okay. And one celebrity. Uh, I say Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan. Okay. Why Luke Bryan? Uh, so he can sing to us on the beach. Okay. <laughs> And now that you have a teammate that they've gotten into country, are you going to hand off some Luke Bryan music to her? Yeah, definitely. He's awesome. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Olivia, I'm going to keep this going. Okay. So, same question for you. Okay, uh, I would probably go to Greece. Okay. I'd bring... I'll bring my dad, because he's in the room right now. All right. Um, Where's dad? We have a hand up from dad. All right, so dad, you're going to Greece. Have you been to Greece? He has not been to Greece. All right, first time for dad. Who, what celebrity are you taking? Celebrity? Oh, no, this is tough. Um, Blake Lively again. Yeah. Right. You're take Blake Lively. Yeah, she's got to know how to play me in a movie. So. All right, fair enough. Play in a movie in Greece. Get it all set up. All right, Caitlin, I'm going to ask you the same question. Uh, I think I'd go to Spain. I don't know. It just looks really pretty from all the Instagram pictures I've seen from people I follow. And I'd probably take my sister. And if I had one celebrity, I'd probably pick Beyonce just because she's pretty cool. And she makes really good music and it's not a terrible country. Alright, so she's taking Beyonce. Coach, one song that you could put in your car today and a year from now you'd still be playing it. Um, let's see. I would say the theme song to The Greatest Showman. Your, your teammates are, or your, your players are saying, what is that? So can you describe a little bit for them? It's, it's really, it's just the rhythm and the, the, the pounding music behind it. Um, it, it. To me, it would have been a great, back when I was younger and playing, it would have been a great warm-up song. Alright, Jess. What movie could you watch on repeat every day? National Treasure. Yeah, fair enough. Why National Treasure? 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm not a big movie person, and I always remember that movie. So I think I knew that movie. I think that's the first time Nicolas Cage has ever gotten a shout-out on Wake Up Call. So I guess that's fair. All right, Olivia. Let's see what we got here. The movie or the different question? We're going to go with a different one. Favorite Chick-fil-A sauce? Chick-fil-A sauce. <laughs> Okay. Have you tried any other one, or is that the only one? Uh, no, just ketchup. Uh, okay. That was pretty good. So. All right, Jess, your favorite for Chick-fil-A. Um, I actually have never tried any of the Chick-fil-A sauces. Okay. Okay. Do you like sriracha? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's that. There's ranch. Do you like ranch? Oh yeah, I like okay. ranch. Okay. Okay. Their ranch is very good. Their Polynesian is the best. Okay, I'll that's, try it next that's time. That's one I'll say. All right, Caitlin, what's your favorite? I like the honey mustard. I'm plain and simple, so I just go with that. What about what about you, Coach? I would go with the honey mustard as well. All right, honey mustard. So two honey mustards, a Polynesian, and I don't know, and a Chick Fil A sauce. Fair enough. All right, Olivia. Let's think about this one. Three things on your bucket list. What are they? Three things. Um, first one, I want to go skydiving, but I'm afraid of heights, so that might be hard. Two, uh, I want to travel around Europe. And three, huh, just graduate from college. Start it off easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Caitlin, three things on your bucket list. I'm probably would live on the whole graduating thing. Um, my parents wouldn't let me move back in the house, so I think I have to get through that. Um, I do. I'd also want to skydive. I'm not too afraid of heights, so I think that would be fun. And a third thing, I mean, I love dogs, so if I could like adopt almost every dog, I probably would. All right, so dog adoption is a big one. All right, coach, three things on your bucket list. To win a sectional championship, <laughs> to go to every baseball stadium in the major leagues. How close have you been to a bunch? I've been to a bunch. Okay, how many? Let's see. One, two. I actually was up in Montreal when it used to be Jerry Park. Um, but I was fortunate enough, my parents had a friend who was the third base coach for the Cardinals. And he would give us tickets whenever we were anywhere. So I've been to um, Shea Stadium. I've been to Jerry Park. I've been to Yankee Stadium. I've been to St. Louis, uh, the Bush Stadium. I've been to Cincinnati, Houston and to Tampa Bay and to Florida. Okay. So we got... So two, and then um, they have grandkids. So my my oldest daughter was married this, uh, this past spring, and so they are actively looking to have children. So I'm excited about that. All right, so to have grandkids. All right, Jess, three things on your bucket list. Okay, so my first one would be to travel the world. Okay. Two, zip lining. Okay. And three, to own a Rolls Royce. To own a Rolls Royce. Yep. All right, fair enough. Jess, I'm going to stay with you on this. What is your, while there's still snow outside, and I know people are done with the snow, what is your favorite thing about Central New York? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> um, I mean, the lake is nice that it's close by. Also, we have a huge mall that's only 10 minutes away, so okay. Destiny is awesome. All right. Yeah. All right, Caitlin, favorite thing about Central New York besides the six months of snow? 
Um, I I don't know. They the Lakeview Amphitheater is pretty cool when it's open, and the fair is always fun to go to. All right, the amphitheater and the fair. What about you, Olivia? Uh, I agree with Kate too. I really like the amphitheater and the fair um, in the summer, but in the winter I like snowboarding, and we have like decent mountains to go to. So. Okay. So how long have you been snowboarding? Two years. <laughs> Are you good at it? Yeah. Um, no, but <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. Do you, can you stay? Can you stay? Oh, up? I can stay up the whole time okay. now. It just doesn't go very fast. Okay. That's all right. As long as you stay up, that's the hard part. All right, Coach. Best thing about Central New York. You've been here for a minute, so what can you say? I think the the people. The people are very genuine and they're they're very outgoing, and it's not like New York City where. People are worried about themselves. Everybody cares about each other. And that's the neat thing about these guys, too, is they all care about one another. All right, two final questions, and I'll let you off the hot seat. Caitlin, what is one piece of advice you want to give the world today? Oh, boy. I'm, uh, just be open-minded. Don't, uh, don't have tunnel vision and keep an open mind. Because even though your viewpoint could be right, so, so could someone else's. You just, you just got to keep open mind. All right, keep an open mind. Coach, one piece of advice you want to give the world today? Everybody needs to be positive and believe in themselves. Positive energy, that's a good thing. All right, Olivia. Um, well, I'm a big fan of Ellen, so I would say be kind to one another. Be kind to one another, okay. Fair enough. What about you, Jess? Mine kind of goes off of lives. I'd say treat people how you want to be treated. Treat people how you want to be treated, okay. Final one, Jess, we'll go with you on this. What does it mean to be a North Star? Oh, um, I think it means to be a North Star. We're all in it together. We're always going to be a North Star. We're always going to have a place to come home to, and we're a family. All right, Olivia, what does it mean to be a North Star? Same thing to me. I think we're a family, and I think that we're all very supportive uh, throughout every sports team, not just our lacrosse team. We all come out and support each other every sporting event, so we just have a really big sense of community. Caitlin, what can you say it means to be a North Star? Uh, there's a lot of pride in our school, so even uh, like how uh, my teammate said, going out to like other uh, kids' sports games is a big thing for all of us to keep each other together, and not just like a senior class on the lacrosse team, but like classes as a whole. Everyone knows each other, everyone gets along, and it's uh, it's just it's a lot of pride in our school, and I I want to say I I am gonna miss it as soon as I'm just gonna miss it. Coach, you've heard a lot of positive words from your players. What does it mean for you to be a North Star? It's just, especially with this group, it's the togetherness. And it seems like, I think, this past year with the football team, it, it brought the community together. And hopefully we'll be able to do the same thing as far as bring people out that maybe haven't been to a girls lacrosse game and support the North Stars. All right, they're coming from head coach Lloyd Hamilton, as well as Caitlin Lippert, Jess Foley, and Olivia Messina, myself, Dan Tortora. This is Wake Up Call, live on location at Chick-fil-A Cicero. We will take our final step aside. When we come back, I am on the hot seat, and I will allow the questions to be thrown at me. So, ladies, you have time to look things up or write things down. Have some fun with it. I have to answer the question if you ask it.
So that goes for Coach as well. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Thanks for being here. This is a wake-up call. Fast break. Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. Their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu, but we'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens, they're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Gear up with the real deal at Dreisig Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at DreisigApparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. All right, wake up call with Dan Tour to our live location right here at Chick-fil-A Cicero. We are here with the CNS girls lacrosse team for the North Stars, Jess Foley, Olivia Messina, as well as Caitlin Lippert, and head coach Lloyd Hamilton and myself, of course, Dan Tortora. This is the final part of the show, which is fun for them. We'll see if it is for me. This is where I put myself on the hot seat in rapid fire reverse. So, Caitlin, I'll, I'll give it up to you first. What do you got for me? All right, so I have, uh, you're a new addition to the crayon box. What color would you be and why? (laughs) A new addition to the crayon box. What color would I be and why? Oh, boy. (laughs) I guess I would be, I guess I would be orange because I think that that's the color that I might bleed. So I I think I might have to be orange. All right, Jess, what do you got for me? Okay, if you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be and why? I could trade lives with anybody for a day, who would it be and why? I would trade lives with my dog because my little dog, Lily, seems like she's uh, always happy, seems to have an awesome life, and she has this awesome, she sits on my shoulder and like I'll walk around for hours and she'll just sit up here. So it'd be nice to, to be what it was, to see what it's like to be picked up. You know, you get your belly rubbed, you sit on someone's shoulder, you get to sleep all day. It would be nice to live the life of Lily and hang out in the, uh, you know, right in the sunlight there on the top of the couch. So I'll take Lily's life for a day. All right, Olivia, what do you got? Okay, so if money wasn't an option and you can get yourself anything, what would you get? If money wasn't an option, I'd give myself anything. I would buy myself the island of Tortola and I'd change it to Tortora. Because people tell me that it should be my island because it's close enough. 
So I'm going to make it my island and go there whenever I feel like it. All right, Coach, what do you got for me? And if you were on that island and you could only pick one person, who would you pick? My wife. Next question. <laughs> All right, Kayla, what do you got? If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Two are my favorite. I would have flight because I've always had like a connection and an appreciation for like angels and stories about that. So I would say flight and I would say teleportation because I love to be able to disappear and appear in Italy, then Spain, then wherever the heck I want. So it would be nice to go visit my family and I'm Italian and Hispanic so it would be nice to be able to snap my fingers and go there. All right, Jess, what do you got? On a scale of 1 to 10, how cool are you? 11.5. <laughs> All right, Olivia, what do you got? Um, so you said you try like do the NCAA basketball tournament and stuff? Yes. What's your favorite place you've ever been to do a broadcast? Oh, boy. Well, I've been able to broadcast a show in Brooklyn, in New York City, all over Florida, Washington, D.C., Toronto, St. Louis, Chicago. There's been a lot of places. Detroit and Dayton recently. I would say if I had to pick a place that was my favorite, I would say doing the show live from Washington, D.C. Because that was a couple years ago for the ACC tournament. That's the nation's capital. So it's kind of crazy to say that the show with my name on it is brought to you live on location from Washington, D.C. So I, I guess I would say D.C., but Brooklyn was also pretty awesome. All right, Coach, what do you got? If you could be a professional player of a sport, what, what sport would it be and what position? Professional player of a sport. Well, I love basketball. And I played growing up, but I'm more of a fan of the college ranks than the professional, and you said professional, so it's tough. I feel like, I, I feel like you know what, let's go baseball. I'll play baseball for the Yankees, because if I wear those pinstripes and I wear them well, they're going to remember that forever, so, and at least remember me more than Steroid Rodriguez, so we can make that happen. All right, Olivia, what do you got? <laughs> um, there are a lot of there, questions. There, there, there are a lot of questions on here. I have about 67 questions on here. Okay, what do you got? There's more. Okay. Okay. So, if you were famous, what would you be famous for? If I could be famous for anything, what would I be famous for? I love music, so I'd like to be famous for something in that respect. Let's say music. All right, Caitlin, what do you got? What's your biggest pet peeve? Mm, my biggest pet peeve. There's a few of them. One of them, and this this is always and forever, when people drive and they don't put their directional on, that's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Because I have to know where you're going, and most of the time I gauge it right, but it doesn't mean that you should not put your directional on. Another pet peeve of mine is when people turn their back. I, I don't like when somebody says that they're a true fan and then they turn their back on the team and then the team does well and they turn their back back toward the team. So you're either a fan or you're not. There is no in between. Alright, Jess, what do you got? Um, what celebrity annoys you the most? <laughs> what celebrity annoys me the most? Uh, 
I would say every single one of the Kardashians because it's hard to choose. No, 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 no. All of the Kardashians. Alright, right, Olivia, what do you got? Okay, uh, would you rather have fingers for toes or toes for fingers? <laughs> I guess fingers for toes because that could make me able to climb and do all that crazy stuff, so let's do that. Alright, Coach, what do you got? What is your favorite high school girls lacrosse team? Everyone in Central New York. Wow. We gotta go. That's that's fair. We'll end the segment now. No, I'm I obviously support you know everybody in Central New York, and this North Star team has meant something to my family for a very long time, as you know, with Sammy and and with Franny. And in all honesty, what you have done, Coach, over your history has been special. And I think that what these young ladies are going to do this year might be very special as well. So I will be watching, and I will be hoping the best for each and every single one of you. I hope you know that. All right, Kayla, what do you got? If you won the lottery, what would you spend the money on? I would spend the money on whatever cancer research, treatment, anything people need because I am done with somebody calling me up and saying such and such has, I can't, and no, no more with cancer. It needs to be done, it needs to be over. So if I had money and it was no object, it would go straight to that and I don't need it. I'd rather save somebody's life. All right, Jess, what do you got? Um, if you could teleport, where would you go and why? If I could teleport. Well, I said Italy and Spain that I would love to go to, so I'll pick another one. If I could teleport back and forth to Disney to ride my favorite rides every day, I'd do that in a heartbeat. So let's do that. All right, Olivia, what do you got? All right, I'm going to turn the tables back on you. If you could have an actor play you in a movie, who would it be? If I could have an actor play me in a movie, who would it be? Oh, man, that's tough. i got to pick somebody that is around the same age here. Let's think. I don't know. You know what? I don't know why it keeps coming up. I, I like Ryan Reynolds. He's funny. So let's go with Ryan Reynolds. All right. Two final questions from each of you. Caitlin, what do you got? All right. I have a teammate telling me to say, if you could describe the color yellow to someone blind, how would you describe it? <laughs> the color that you're not supposed to drive through? I guess I would say that. No. How would I describe yellow? I would say... If you feel the warmth of the sunshine on your face, that's what yellow looks like. All right, Jess, what do you got? What's your favorite color? Green. Green is my favorite color. Orange is close. All right, Olivia, second to last one, what do you got? Oh, no. If you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? <laughs> Don't say Chick-fil-A. If I could eat one, if I could eat one food for this, I do really like Chick-fil-A. She told me I couldn't pick Chick-fil-A. I don't know if Jimmer's going to be good with that. Let me think here. I guess pizza. I like pizza. All right, all right, Coach, your second to last question, what is it? If you could be an animal, what animal would it be? I would be a dog because they're lovable and they're man's best friend. Or I would be a jaguar because I just have a connection to maybe a team that has that name. So I would say a jaguar. All right, Jess, your last question. What is it? 
What is your favorite store? My favorite store? Oh my lord. Do I have one? My favorite store. Oh boy. I'm going to say the, the Disney store. Because I like Disney. I don't even know if I have a favorite store. Alright, Olivia, what's your final one? Okay, um, if you had to pick one, would you rather be blind or deaf? <laughs> would I rather be blind or deaf? Mm. I guess I would rather be deaf because... I don't know, I just, I like seeing beauty and I think that there's a lot of wonderful things out there in the world, so, you know, you can learn sign language and whatnot, so I guess I'd rather be deaf if I had to choose, which is tough because I'm a broadcaster, so I don't know how that would work out. All right, Kayla, what's your final one for me? If you could be in any Disney movie, what Disney movie would it be and why? I would be in Aladdin. And I would love to be Aladdin if Robin Williams was still alive and could be the genie. Or I would be the genie if I got permission from Robin Williams. So those are the two. Aladdin, by far. Love that movie. All right, Coach, what's your final one? What cartoon character would you be other than someone in Disney since you've already given the Aladdin? What cartoon character? I would be Spider-Man, hands down. Spider-Man for sure. So that's the one that I would choose. So with that being said, I am taking myself off the hot seat. So I want to thank Coach Lloyd Hamilton, Caitlin Lippert, as well as Olivia Messina and Jess Foley. What do you think, ladies? You, you did a good job? It wasn't as hard as you thought it was, was it? No, definitely not. It was so fun. We did all right. Okay. So for that, the CNS North Stars girls lacrosse team, if everybody in here could show them a little bit of love and give them a round of applause here at Chick-fil-A for what they're doing, too. Their season officially starts this week. And Chick-fil-A Cicero has just opened here recently, and I think it's safe to say that people are loving the food here at Chick-fil-A. So 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero. We are here once a month, Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and we are here with the CNS programs. We got to open everything up with CNS Girls Across. You're officially our first show here at Chick-fil-A, so shout out to you for that. Congratulations on what you've done up to this point. And God bless and good luck on the season moving forward. It's a pleasure having you. We look forward to having you back here soon. Thank you. Thank you. This is a wake up call, Fast Break. Hi, this is Kira from Looking Glass Events, where we're always giving you a reason to celebrate. Whether you have a small business, large business, personal event, or wedding, we are available to plan and coordinate your dream event to life. Every detail, every step, Looking Glass Events is working with you all the way. Call us at 315-702-4653. That's 315-702-4653. Or contact us through our website, lgweddingsandevents.com. Looking Glass Events giving you a reason to celebrate. The Penn & Trophy Center on 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, has been making memories for Central New York for over 60 years. It has the trophies for your teams, and when you walk in there, it's so much more than just that. When you walk into the Penn & Trophy Center, you are immersed in the reality that anything can be customized, anything can be engraved, whether it's for your anniversary, your wedding, your bar mitzvah, your birthday party, whatever you want to do with that memory, that watch from grandpa, or that bracelet from mom, or that wedding ring that's been passed down through your family. If you want to get something engraved with a memory to last a lifetime, the Penn & Trophy Center, 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, where memories are made 
and where memories last a lifetime. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash DT. Want to give a special thank you once again to Jess Foley, Olivia Messina, Caitlin Lippert, as well as head coach Lloyd Hamilton for being a part of the broadcast, sitting down, a little roundtable discussion. Want to thank the entire team for showing up. And, and yes, you did hear me shout out my cousin Franny while she was there. It's funny. I said Franny, and all of a sudden her eyes just popped out of the head a little bit, and she was focused, and because she didn't know what I was going to say, and you know, just just showed some love to Franny and and what Franny has been doing, and obviously what my cousin Sammy did at CNS, and and Sammy now moving forward on to Albany in her second season with Albany, and taking those Great Danes to great places. So you know, a lot to be a lot to be proud of. I can I could say that much. You know, for for everything that uh, that you know my family has done in this community is is pretty remarkable and amazing and it's it's kind of strange to be on on the mic side of it as a broadcaster and and be speaking about Sammy and Franny who are my cousins and you know they're they're the ones out there doing amazing things so give them a lot of credit for the work that they've done and and much appreciation the Great Danes of Albany, you could go see Sammy Tortora. They just won against Hartford in Albany, New York, 23-5. to They have a game coming up Saturday, March 31st against Binghamton in Albany. And then they will be at Vermont at, uh, at UMBC. So they'll be in Baltimore, Maryland against UMBC, who obviously has that men's basketball team. That became the first team <clears throat> to ever be a 16 seed and beat a one in the NCAA tournament. That happened this year. And then they're back home for two of their last three in the regular season, UMass Lowell and Stony Brook. They have them both in April and New Hampshire in the middle of that. So a bunch of games coming up for Albany. And on the Cicero North Syracuse side with Franny and, and the team there, they played their first game of the season yesterday against South Jefferson. Hard to believe that they're playing lacrosse right now when it's 30 degrees outside and there's still snow. But they had their first game lost 8-5 to five against South Jefferson. CNS will be back in action on April 3rd against West Hill. Then they'll take on Marcellus. So they have two games at home, and then they'll be at FM, home against Liverpool, at Pittsburgh, West Jenny, Beeville at home, and then they have a three-game road stint, and they play actually 4-5 of five on the road 
and then they'll go back and forth and finish off the season against Skinny Atlas here. So let's see what we got here. We have a we have a message coming from Johnny. We're gonna get to that in just a second, but not before I want to uh, <clears throat> once again say thank you to Cicero North, Cicero North Syracuse. To the school, I want to thank uh, the CNS North Stars. I want to thank Tib Benarski, the athletics director. I want to thank Lloyd Hamilton, the head coach of the girls lacrosse team. I want to thank Olivia Messina, Caitlin Lippert, and Jess Foley, as well as the entire team for being there, and I appreciate it very much. So thank you, and I want to thank Chick-fil-A, Cicero, Jim Sikowski, and the entire team for making a dream come true of mine. And uh, I've always wanted to work with Chick-fil-A, because I like the food. I like that they say my pleasure. I like that they go above and beyond the guest service and let, you know, it's not like going to a fast food restaurant, picking up, you know, fries and a burger and and rushing out. You know, when you get your food from there all the way through, even the drive-through, it's how are you? My pleasure. How's your day? Move right up. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming in. It's this, like I've left Chick-fil-A's feeling better about myself. I've left Chick-fil-A's you know, feeling that there's good people in the world. And, you know, and they, you can't say that about fast food places. You don't, you don't go get chicken tenders and like, oh, I left feeling like a better person. But at Chick-fil-A, you do. At Chick-fil-A, I feel like these people genuinely care about you, genuinely want you to have a good day. And it just means a lot, you know, and it, and it has a lot to do with faith and, and belief in a higher power. And, and that just goes a long way. And, you know, people can say what they want to say, about Chick-fil-A or any company and publicity, this and this and that and the other thing. But what I can say is that Jim Sikowski, the owner and operator of this Chick-fil-A, who knows Central New York and came from Central New York and is a longtime Bills fan and Syracuse Orange fan and so on and so forth, I can tell you that when I sit down with Jimmer, I honestly feel like there's two people at the table, him and I, that genuinely care about this community that we want to see people succeed, that we want to see people do well. And, you know, we just really, we, I, I knew I was going to work with him one day, the first day I met him when we were walking in the snow in between, he showed me the restaurant when they were still working on it. And then they were working out of a trailer. He was, and we were walking in between and I just remember him turning and it's snowing. And he looked at me. And in that moment, I was like, I know we're going to work together. The conversation we were having and just the way that he looked at me, I was like, this guy and I are on the same page. And what is that page? Caring about everyone, wanting the best for everyone, wanting to build up this community, wanting to bring positivity, to use our platforms for positive change in the community, to use our platforms for positive reinforcement, and to put God in the forefront, faith in the forefront, positivity, happiness, smiles, just a good feeling. And I feel like we respect one another. And, you know, like I said, it's a dream come true to work with Chick-fil-A. So to say that the broadcast was live from Chick-fil-A and then to physically be sitting here this morning talking about it, all of this is still surreal to me. I just hope that Jimmer knows that I have every intention of, of working with him forever because you know, I really, I just appreciate, I do. I appreciate the food at Chick-fil-A. I appreciate the my pleasures. I appreciate the, the deeper than customer service. You know, they want people to, I mean, you hear it in the commercial that we did, the one that I produced that, that runs during the show. 
where he said when people realize that we're just trying to shine a little light in their life, I feel like that's, you know, going to be the difference. And, and I feel that and I, and I appreciate that. And I thank them. They've only been open a few weeks. So it's like, folks, you know, you know, it's like, give them time. They're busy every day. We did this show on a Monday and, and, you know, but Mondays and wake up call, we've been killing it. We go out to the Wildcat with, with the West Genesee Wildcats and we pack that place on a Monday. Then we go out to Chick-fil-A and we're taking a whole L shape of the entire restaurant. We have all the booths on this side and then we have all the row on this side and then we're off in the corner and, you know, you guys came out and you supported your CNS athletics and I want to thank you for that. I want to thank everybody that was eating in the restaurant that was hanging out and I appreciate, you know, you being there and, and being a part of Chick-fil-A. So I just want to thank Chick-fil-A. I, I seriously, when my, when I say Dan Tortora, Chick-fil-A, my head's like, no, that's not true. You're dreaming. Wake up from the dream, but it's real and it's tangible and I'm, and I'm thankful of it. Speaking of Chick-fil-A, Johnny said, if anyone wants to see something epic, check, check out Dan buying me Chick-fil-A after I went for a friendly bet. Yeah, good luck on that. The bet that he has with me is that the Lions are going to win the division, the NFC North. I think you got a better chance of saying Jesus, but uh, I just, (laughs) I don't. It's weird when people say you got a better chance of seeing Jesus because I feel like you, you see Jesus every day when you are around your loved ones, you see a bird, you see somebody smile. So maybe that's not the right approach. Maybe I have to think of another analogy. The thing that's really ironic is I just got followed by a barbershop in Detroit while Johnny, while I was reading off what Johnny had to say. So I think that that's more of a sign for me that Detroit's behind me because I was over at Ford Field and I just spent some time in Detroit, you know, and I told him, I said, I hope you have a good season. Just don't win the division. Get to the playoffs. Just don't win the division because I'm not buying anybody no Chick-fil-A. So I just found it interesting. We're taking a look in the second hour around the sports world here on the show and fear the beard, my frown, my Lord, fear the beard. Okay. So Johnny's, Johnny's going to be on another level this morning. I can feel it. So two hirings happened this week inside of the ACC. I think that they're hirings that could definitely make some games very interesting for Syracuse. So, uh, basketball fans, what is your reaction to longtime Duke assistant coach Jeff Capel being hired as the new head coach of the Pitt Panthers? I put out a poll. A ton of you have voted. There's still 10 hours left. You guys jumped right on this. 77% of you love the hiring of Jeff Capel to Pittsburgh. 15% of you like it, 2% of you dislike it, 6% strongly dislike it. So the love it's take it so far, 77% of the people that voted are ecstatic, loving that Jeff Capel, the longtime Duke assistant coach, is now the head coach of Pittsburgh's Panthers men's basketball team. Then I asked you men's basketball fans, what is your reaction to former Xavier head coach Chris Mack being hired as the new head coach of the Louisville Cardinals. 11% of you like it. 7% of you dislike it. 21% of you strongly dislike it. I can imagine that those are some people that are Xavier fans. And 61% of you love it. So the love it still have it, but there's a movement of the strongly dislike it group. And as far as Xavier head coach Chris Mack leaving Xavier and going to the Louisville Cardinals, I don't know if anybody would want that job right now. So, But, I mean, this is the thing. It's the Louisville Cardinals. 
So, I mean, there's the lore of it, but there's just that stigma of everything that's gone on there. So it's that, yeah, it's the Cardinals, and yeah, that's like a big-time job, and it's going to put you on the map. But at the same time, it's there's a lot with that job that you got to take in. And I don't know if I'd want to take in all that garbage that comes with the job. So, you know, it's interesting. But at the end of the day, the decision was made, and Chris Mack is leaving Xavier for the Louisville Cardinals. And, and whether you agree with it or not, that's what's happening. I want to take a look at Chris Mack and, and what he did at Xavier because he became synonymous with Xavier. And, you know, I think it's, I don't know, I just, to me, it's it's very strange that that he's leaving. But again, you know, I'm sure he's getting a good amount of money heading to Louisville. He's been with Xavier the entire time he's been a head coach. He's been with Xavier from 2009-10 all the way through. She got 9, 10, 10, 11, 11, 12, 12, 13, 13, 14, 14, 15, 15, 16, 16, 17, and the most recent 17, 18. Nine-year head coach at Xavier. He was with Xavier for four years in the A-10 and five years in the Big East. He has posted a record of 312, or pardon me, 215 wins in 312 games, 215 wins and 97 losses, about a 69% winning percentage that he has. He brought the team to the NCAA tournament and was the regular season champion in the A-10 in his first season in 2009-10 with Xavier. NCAA tournament the next year and regular season champion repeat. NCAA tournament the next year. So three out of four years in the A-10 with Xavier, he with Xavier he moved on to the NCAA tournament. And all five years in the Big East, he helped the team get to the NCAA tournament and they were the regular season champion in the Big East this past season. So in nine seasons as the head coach of Xavier, he got Xavier to the playoffs eight times in nine years. Eight times in nine years, Xavier advanced to the NCAA tournament. And when he moved from the A-10 to the Big East, there was no drop-off. The man continued to win, continued to get it done, had posted 20 wins or more in eight of nine seasons. The only season he didn't was the year that he didn't make it to the NCAA tournament where he was 17 and 14. Last season in the A-10. So, yeah. Xavier fans, I'd be friggin' pissed. I understand that. I'd be very pissed. Eight of nine years in the NCAA tournament? Heck yeah, I'd be upset. So now Xavier has to look for a new coach. I respect the heck out of Xavier, but this is going to be a very... It's going to be an interesting road here. It's it's going to be an interesting road for Xavier to see who are they going to go after, who are they going to hire, and, you know, as far as, as this morning... As we look at men's basketball, just to just to kind of see what has happened at this point, and if there's anybody kind of on the radar for Xavier as we move forward here, you know, Chris Mack is moving on. So now you look at who will who will Xavier hire, and that's the big question mark. You know, as of right now, they're they're obviously trying to figure things out and trying to figure out where they need to go from here. But Chris Mack, uh, he just, I mean, he brought them to a number one seed this year without winning the Big East tournament. The Big East had half of the number one seeds. Virginia, the ACC, Kansas of the Big 12, and then Xavier and Villanova of the Big East. That's how much the Big East is respected. Even though the Big East is not what it used to be, there's no Pitt, there's no Louisville, 
There's no Virginia Tech. There's no BC. There's no Miami. There's no Syracuse. There's no Notre Dame. But Xavier came in. Butler came in. Creighton came in. Providence stayed. (coughs) Pardon me. UConn's in the American. I always want to say UConn's in there, but they're not. Providence stayed. Uh, Saint, you know, St. John's up and down, Georgetown up and down, Villanova is at the top of things. Seton Hall is in the is in the NCAA tournament pretty much every season. So there's a lot in the Big East right now. And the Big East, even though it's not what it used to be, I respect the hell out of the Big East. And when you look at where they're at, their regular season champion Xavier gets a number one seed. Their tournament champion Villanova gets a number one seed. You know, that says a lot about the Big East because Pac-12 didn't get one. Not that they should have this year. I'm just saying the Big Ten didn't get one. So, we, you know, we said the SEC didn't get one and that's the rest of the Power Five. So, and the Big East is not part of the Power Five. So, I just find it really interesting and, and really amazing and, and great for the Big East to be where they're at, but they lose one of their best head coaches, you know. And then this is this is unfortunately what happens. I mean, I hope nothing but the best for him for with the with Louisville. I really do for Chris Mack, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting ride. It's gonna be a very interesting ride from here. And I don't. You know, only time will tell if it's right, wrong, or indifferent. But I'm kind of sitting here this morning going, you know, Chris Mack, I mean, you could have continued to make Xavier something special. Now you're going to Louisville. And and like I said, it's not that Louisville's a bad job at all by any stretch of the imagination. It's not that they're a bad job. It's just, you know, there's a lot of negative stigma right there. And he's got to jump that hurdle, win immediately. He's got to do all kinds of stuff. So we'll see where they go from here. And we'll, you know, we'll see where the team is at. But, you know, I think Louisville got a good coach. I think Xavier, you know, I mean, they obviously lost somebody that for the last nine years has made them relevant. So it's going to be tough. Keeping with basketball and heading to the NBA, the Toronto Raptors are three and a half games ahead in first place of the Boston Celtics. They took over first place a while ago. You know, they took over first place uh, weeks ago, weeks upon weeks ago from the Boston Celtics, and they've held on to it. Cleveland's held strong at three, but the Toronto Raptors have, have been in first place. They were the first team in the Eastern and Western Conference combined to advance to the postseason, first one to punch their ticket, and they have done that already. They're 55-20, and 20, which is 75 games for those playing the home game. There's 82 games in the NBA regular season, <clears throat> so they have seven games left in their three and a half games in first place. If they remain in first place, they will face off against the Milwaukee Bucks in the first portion of the NBA playoffs. I want to take a look at the NBA playoffs if they started today where everybody stands because I know I have that up here. So if the NBA playoffs were to begin today, Toronto, oh, pardon me, it shifted. It shifted as of last night because Toronto was going to be playing Miami, but there's been a shift because Miami's got 40 wins, Milwaukee's got 39. So Toronto would play Milwaukee, Boston would play Miami, Cleveland would play Washington, which is a pain in the butt. Really tough out. 
Washington is a pain in the posterior, as Toronto. Philadelphia, Philadelphia, who everybody was like, are they tanking to get the picks, tanking to get the picks, tanking to get the picks like four or five years in a row. And they get all this young talent. They get them, they ship them. They get them, they ship them. They get them, they ship them. And it's like, what the hell is Philadelphia doing? They're getting all these draft picks, getting all these young guys, getting all these alleged superstars, and they're trading them away and bringing other in and trading them away and and every year stinking and getting good picks again. Well, they're in fourth place. So obviously the decade of of just, I mean, the, the post-Iverson era has finally brought them to the top four in the Eastern Conference, not in the playoffs, but well into the playoffs. So give them some credit for what they're doing right now. Joel Embiid leads the team with 23 points a game and almost uh, 10 rebounds a game. J.J. Redick is on the team, and he's just somebody that's found longevity with the team. Uh, Ben Simmons is one of those high draft picks that they had. Ben Simmons has 15 points a game, 8 rebounds a game, and 8 assists per game, which is huge. And then they have, you know, Robert Covington, Covington, uh, Marco Bellinelli. You know, they have Markel Fultz, obviously only played in 5 games this season, but you know, they, they have a ton of guys on the roster. And they drafted all these players, but they kind of weeded out the ones that they didn't want, kept the ones that they thought would be good for them, and then and then went out and got the, you know, the J.J. Reddicks of the world and whatnot and, you know, tried to bring some older talent in here that can do some things, you know, Jalil Okafor and, and whatnot. So this Philadelphia 76ers team, doing some good things. And like I said, not just in the playoffs, they're in the top four right now. So they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, this is, you know, pretty much, pretty much a done deal that they're going to stay in this thing and make the playoffs. And they would play the Pacers if it started today. As far as who's eliminated from playoff contention in the Eastern Conference, the Knicks, the Bulls, the Nets, the Magic, and the Hawks. Craziness, how far the Hawks have fallen. And this is the thing that I, that I find hilarious. Dwight Howard, okay, wherever, I want to take a look at Dwight Howard's kind of trail of tears, so to speak. So let's look at Dwight Howard's statistics, shall we? Let's get on, let's get Dwight Howard on here and where he's been. So Dwight spent some time in Orlando, then he went to LA, then he went to Houston, then he went to Atlanta, then he went to, now he's, you know, with, with Charlotte. So wherever Dwight Howard goes, he kind of leaves a trail of tears. Not kind of, he does. So he leaves the Magic. The Magic have been in the basement of the Eastern Conference ever since. And I said that. I was like, the day he leaves you, he's going to cripple you. I covered him for a few years down in Orlando. I knew when he was gone, because they built that Amway Center around him, that he was going to cripple them. And he has. And it's really sad because the Magic didn't deserve it. And then as far as the Atlanta Hawks, he went there for a little while. And now they're in the basement with Orlando. So it's kind of funny how... You know, Dwight Howard leaves, and he didn't win him a championship while he was there, and now the team is in the basement without him there. Chicago Bulls, another surprising team. Nets and Knicks, not so surprising. The Pistons and the Hornets are still in the hunt to get in in the Eastern Conference. In the Western Conference, he played for L.A. They're eliminated from contention. So it's like, look at where Dwight Howard's last stops have been. L.A., Atlanta, Orlando. All of them are eliminated from playoff contention. I'm just saying. When he leaves, he leaves a wake of tears. He just does. The Phoenix Suns, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Dallas Mavericks, the Sacramento Kings are also eliminated. The only shocker there is, I mean, I would say, well, I would say Dallas and Memphis because we're used to them making the playoffs. Phoenix, 
They've been in the basement for a while. Sacramento has been in the basement for seemingly forever. The Denver Nuggets and the LA Clippers are still in the hunt. Kind of crazy, too, with the Clippers. You see them in the top four, but they've gotten rid of everybody. No more Chris Paul, no more Blake Griffin, so no more of them in the playoffs at this point. The Minnesota Timberwolves have have crept out of the basement of the NBA and the Western Conference, and they are in the playoffs if they started today. The Jazz are back in the thing. The Spurs, who faltered this year, they're back in sixth place. The New Orleans Pelicans are in fifth. The Thunder, that are always relevant, they're in fourth. The Trailblazers have trailblazed their way to third, and the Warriors are behind the Rockets, and the Rockets are in first place, and the Warriors are six and a half games back. So we could see the playoffs start with Toronto at number one in the East and Houston at number one in the West which is totally, totally not what people expected. It's crazy, it's awesome, it's wonderful. And head-to-head, the Raptors broke the the Rockets' streak that they had of almost 20 games in a row that they had victories in this season. They took down Houston and took them down well. And, you know, that and that, those are your two number one teams right now. Houston leads the entire country with 61 wins. The Raptors are behind them with 55. The Raptors have the most in the East. The Houston Rockets have the most in the West, and that's where it stands right now. The Raptors have more wins than the Golden State Warriors at this point in the season. So, I mean, this this is to me, this is amazing. And I think that the NBA shift of what's been going on is just really, it's really, really cool what's been happening over the years. You know, the fact that the Pelicans are getting better, the Thunder is still relevant, the Minnesota Timberwolves, like I said, coming out of the basement. Milwaukee has been somewhat consistent. Miami is winning despite all the changes they've gone over through the past few years. Washington, still that team that not a lot of people talk about, but they're right in the middle of the pack of the East, seemingly the last three, four seasons. Indiana is good. Philadelphia is out of the basement. Cleveland is not number one. Toronto and everything that they told me they were going to do six or seven years ago is paying off today. Houston, with all the moves that they've made to bring people on to rival Golden State, and now, you know, they're doing better than Golden State and where they stand right now. You know, they have Trevor Ariza on the team. They have Eric Gordon, James Harden, all, and obviously Chris Paul. Chinanu Onowaku from Louisville, who I had an opportunity to interview. Uh, Orenze Onowaku, who played, uh, who played for Syracuse, his younger brother as a part of the team. And so it's a, you know, PJ Tucker, who was with the Raptors for a little while. So it's just kind of nice and, and, and interesting to see how Houston is, has built this up and how James Harden and Chris Paul have found a way to coexist. Eric Gordon as well. The guards are leading the way in points per game. Harden has 30. Paul has 18. Gordon has 18. Then Clint Capella is right behind them and Trevor Ariza, Gerald Green. They have six players in double figures on average. And like I said, between Gordon, Paul, and Harden, you're looking at around 70 points a game just amongst those three guards not having to rely on any big men in that respect. And, and you know, and, and they're, they've overtaken Golden State in the Western Conference. So I think it's really cool, you know, kind of what Toronto's done to build themselves and, and what Houston's done as well to get to where they stand today and, and the discussion of the NBA. And I know the NBA is different than college basketball and I know that people, you know, they like college basketball, but they don't like the NBA. And and I, I understand it. I understand the frustration. But at the same time, even if you're not an NBA fan, you have to watch now. I mean, you really should because the Torontos and the Philadelphias 
and the Minnesotas and the New Orleans, you know, they're rising. And the the guard of the West is not at the top and the guard of the East is not at the top. And as this blockbuster trade between Boston and Cleveland is behind Toronto in the standings. So, you know, I think it's I think it's great what's happening here. And, you know, for Toronto and Houston, if they stay in first place, it's going to be a really, really interesting go at it. We're going to take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tatora with an uh, with a half an hour left in the broadcast. We're going to take a half an hour. We're going to take we're going to take a half hour. No, we're not going to take a half an hour off. We're going to take a step aside, come back, wrap up the rest of the show by looking around the rest of the sports world in just a moment. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Gear up with the real deal at Drysig Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at DrysigApparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. Utica Pizza Company spells family, your family, my family, their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens... They're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. DT, proud to be here with you on a wake-up call with Dan Tortora every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I want to say that I'm very thankful and gracious over the last few weeks, over this entire month of March, to be able to shoot video, broadcast live, write articles and whatnot from Brooklyn, New York, as well as Dayton, Ohio, Detroit, Michigan, and Omaha, Nebraska it's it's been a whirlwind it's been crazy busy but in the most fun of ways and most amazing of ways and and most you know uh, most wonderful of blessings from god of ways so thank you so much to to all the cities that welcomed in wake up call and to everybody that i met to all my uber drivers and flight attendants and pilots and and you know, everybody, uh, all the servers that I had and the hotel stays and and the media shuttles and all of the locations, the University of Dayton Arena, the Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, as, as well as the CenturyLink Center, Omaha, just to everybody. Thank you so much for your amazing support. 
Thank you for your amazing hospitality and thank you for all the work that you did to make these, you know, events go off without a hitch and just create these memorable experiences for not only myself, but for my listeners, my readers, and my viewers. So thank you so much and and make sure that you're always following Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Twitter at CallDT, on Instagram at WakeUpCall underscore DT, and on Facebook at WakeUpCallDT. I truly appreciate it, and thank you so much to everybody. And you can find everything in one place on WakeUpCallDT.com. So make sure you go there for the live MixLR feed, as well as the RSS feed, the iTunes Store podcast, which you can get for free. It'll link you straight to it as well as the downloadable app powered by Podbean with over 101,000 show downloads already. And I think it's clearly over 300,000 plays because you don't have to download the show to play the show. So thank you to everybody that did so much and continues to do so much for what I love to do and, and to be a part of this journey with me. I really do appreciate it. With that being said, speaking of the journey, that journey included Braden Bayer and Matt Moyer in my coverage of the Syracuse Orange. And with everybody focusing on is Tyus Battle leaving or staying, Braden Bayer and Matthew Moyer are leaving. So kind of a little curveball here. I mean, I don't think people are surprised by Matt Moyer leaving at all. I'm not surprised that he's leaving, but I can honestly tell you that the Braden Bayer move was a surprise to people, I am sure, Braden Bayer made the decision to move forward from the Syracuse team and spend his last season of eligibility elsewhere. He put out a post, and I want to read it here. I'm going to give you word for word of exactly what he said here in his post. Let me get to Braden's comments. He said, been a crazy ride, officially transferring for my fifth year of eligibility, but I'll never forget the memories with this team. Thankful to the coaches, my teammates, and the fans. Cuse for life, Michigan who, grad year at Syracuse University. So, you know, he is moving on and leaving for an opportunity. I think that, you know, Braden, he found his place. You know, to me, I think Braden found his opportunity. Because he was a walk-on. Geno Thorpe leaves. Jim Beheim awards Braden a scholarship. So now Braden's a scholarship player. His education is free. He is now a scholarship player in the history of Syracuse men's basketball, one of the greatest programs ever in the history of college basketball, men's and women's. He moves, and then he gets an opportunity with Frank Howard going out with 639 left against Michigan State. He gets an opportunity to go out there and play. And he plays hella defense to the point where people kind of forget that there's a former walk-on that's out there. And the team wins the game. So, you know, I don't fault Braden at all. He saw an opportunity and he's taken it. I got a scholarship at Syracuse. I played under Jim Beheim, And the game that I was trusted to play in more minutes than any game of my career at Syracuse was the game in the round of 32 that got us to the Sweet 16 against Michigan State and arguably the best player in the country, Miles Bridges. So yeah, strike while the while the iron's hot and Braden, I, you know, he can find himself a job somewhere. I think that he can find his way onto a team by saying, I played in the NCAA tournament in a massive game and I helped our team defensively to hunker down and win that game. So absolutely go. 
Syracuse is going to have depth next year, and it's time for you to find an opportunity somewhere, and I hope that he does. And Braden Bayer is going to have a special on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora this week that you're not going to want to miss. And I'm very excited about that, as Braden and I will be speaking with one another, and by speaking with one another, we'll be speaking with you. So it'll be very exciting to have that opportunity to do that. The 2K Classic, just so you know if you're getting ready for next season already, November 15th and 16th, tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster.com. The 2K Classic is going to take place at the Garden, and it's going to be for Wounded Warrior Project. Iowa, Syracuse, Yukon, and Oregon are going to take on one another in an opportunity inside of the Garden at the 2K Classic coming up in the 2018-19 season, which will see Syracuse back at the Garden. They have faced Yukon at the Garden the last two years, and they will, and Yukon and them will be back at the Garden this time around for a non-conference little mini tourney, and I'm very excited about that because I can't wait to go to the Garden. I really can't. I miss the Garden like crazy. The Barclays Center is a beautiful, wonderful place, and nothing is the gar- and nothing's the Garden. So I think you know you just got to come to terms with the fact that they're both wonderful places, but nothing is the Garden, nothing at all, ever. Just like nothing's the Dome. You could pretend that you have a Dome, but nothing is the Dome. So as we move forward here, really excited <clears throat> about the 2K Classic, and want to thank them for this amazing opportunity that they're giving to all of these teams and and everything that that is to come here. So it's going to be pretty awesome and pretty amazing, and I'm very, very excited about it. And, you know, the thought that Syracuse is going to have some depth next year is is a definite truth. I mean, just in the guard play, they're going to have Howard Washington Jr., Jalen Carey, the incoming true freshman, Elijah Hughes, who has three seasons after transferring from East Carolina and playing one year there. Frank Howard will be a senior, and we know that he's a scorer now. Tyus Battle, as of this moment, is coming back, and I anticipate that he would be. And then Buddy Bayheim is going to be part of this as well. O'Shea Brissett will be on the team. And then, you know, Marek Dolajai, Darius Baisley, that's all your front court. And then you got your two centers, Barama Sidibe and Pascal Chuku all a part of the team. So I think if Syracuse could do what they did this year, which obviously they can and get to the Sweet 16, then it's watch out city for Syracuse potentially making it to the Final Four next season as they continue to move forward here. I think Syracuse is, they, they got a lot to offer. And I think that they're going to they're gonna be a tough team to play next year. I really do. And I'm really excited about it. So it's going to be fun for everybody out here to see them play and and to see them move forward. And then Miles Bridges is, uh, speaking of Syracuse, they played Miles Bridges and defeated Miles Bridges as well as Michigan State. And Miles has declared himself NBA bound and NBA eligible. So we know that Miles Bridges will be one of those most likely top picks in the NBA draft coming up this year. So there's really no doubt in my mind that somebody's going to pick him up and put him somewhere special. So it would be cool to see him in San Antonio, but San Antonio never gets high picks. So we'll see where they where they fall from here. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see as we move forward. As far as what's going on, I want to take a look at the NFL for a second because I'm going to get deep into this. But, you know, there's there's some things that have happened here recently, and I want to take a look at some of the things 
that have gone on just here while I've been covering the NCAA tournament. So, you know, in covering the NCAA, there's been a lot of moves here in, in late March. Just just if we go from from Monday, March, actually, I'm going to go from I'm going to go from Sunday because this is an interesting move here, too. So Sunday, March 18th, the Raiders traded Corderell Patterson to the Patriots. Now, Corderell Patterson started his NFL career with the Vikings, didn't do anything, and then went to the Raiders and really didn't do much anything. And now he's on the Patriots. So undoubtedly, he'll have 11 touchdowns and 900 yards this season. (laughs) It's true. And then cornerback Orlando Skandrick, he joins the Redskins after being released by the Cowboys. So hell hath no fury. They say like a woman scorned, but hell hath no fury. I think than anybody scorned, especially when there's this divisional shakeup when somebody gets let go by one team and then ends up on another team inside the division. So Orlando Skandrick for two games this season, he's going to be watching them Cowboys and wanting to wreak some havoc. Washington's hoping that he gives them 16 games plus as they move forward here. Eric Ebron, who was really never the guy that they needed him to be in Detroit, he's moving on to Indianapolis, a, a different shade of blue and and hopefully greener pastures, a maximum deal of $15 million over two years as he moves forward. The Jaguars released Alan Hearns and Mercedes Lewis. I was really surprised about Mercedes because he signed a three-year contract and he's always been a Jaguar, and I thought, in my opinion, that he was signing that three-year and that he was going to spend his three years with Jacksonville and that he was going to just retire a Jaguar, spend his entire career with the Jaguars, retire a Jaguar. I swear to Pete that if he gets picked up by the Patriots, I'm going to flip the heck out. Ryan Grant, who came from the Redskins, is signing a deal with the Colts, who obviously lost Dante Moncrief to the Jaguars in division. So there's something there to be spoken about. And then as we move forward here, uh, Matt Slater's returning to the Patriots. Special teams captain, he'll be going back to them for two seasons. He was injured this year, so didn't get to play a full season with the team. And he'll move forward with them and have some more opportunities with the Patriots. And then Jason Pierre-Paul leaving the Giants to go to the Bucks is going to be a little bit of an interesting scenario. Deontay Thompson, who came from the Bills, who had some shining moments in their 2017-18 season, is signed with the Cowboys. Damian Williams, who was a backup to Jay Ajayi in Miami, is going to the Chiefs in an already loaded backfield. And then the running back, Frank Gore, who has spent a long time in the NFL. A running back, I think they said, has two to three years max in the NFL. He's going back to Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders' day, is taking a page out of their book. 14th season in the NFL will be this year for Frank Gore, who is leaving the Colts and heading to the Miami Dolphins, 14th season. After coming in with the San Francisco 49ers in 2005. It's insane. Absolutely insane. The Eagles, who already are stocked at their weapons, their, 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 uh, you know, their specialists of wide receiver and running back, they add Mike Wallace, who is a former Pittsburgh Steeler and Baltimore Raven, they add him to the fray with the team this year, so this will be interesting. And Torrey Smith left the team, so we'll see what they do there. Terrell Pryor Sr., I think he should have stayed with the Cleveland Browns. I think when he looks at the team now, 
Maybe he's thinking, hey, I wonder what it, what it would have been like there. But Terrell Pryor Sr., who's bounced around, is heading to the Jets right now with Robbie Anderson and Jermaine Curse. It'll be interesting to see how that team shakes out this year as they still do not have a quarterback. And then Alan Hearns, the Jaguars, Cowboys, Jaguars and Cowboys do this all the time. Cowboys let somebody go, Jaguars get him or vice versa. The Jaguars let go of Alan Hearns. He signs a two-year deal with the Cowboys. And then Drew Stanton, who is a longtime backup to Carson Palmer in, in the uh, Arizona Cardinals organization, is heading to the Browns. So there's been a lot of moves in, in NFL free agency. And it's been, I mean, this is, I like it though. I like it when it's busy. I don't like it when it's quiet. I like it when it's busy. I want to see what's going on. I want like New York City lights type of thing, city that never sleeps. Like that's what I want the NFL free agency to be. And, you know, you look at the teams and kind of where the teams are at right now and where everybody stands. I mean, we look at the Arizona Cardinals. They brought on Mike Lennon, who's a former starter, Sam Bradford, who's a former starter, so this will be interesting. They released Tyron, Tyron Mathau, uh, and they got rid of him on the team. The Honey Badger, he's gone. They got rid of Adrian Peterson, no surprise there. And then the Atlanta Falcons, we'll look at some of the moves that you know they've made. They re-signed offensive tackle Austin Pastor to a contract extension, re-signed Matt Bryant to a three-year extension, their kicker, but really you know, nothing too huge outside of that. Cornerback Ladarius Webb was released from the Baltimore Ravens. Danny Woodhead was released from the Baltimore Ravens. Jeremy Macklin was released from the Baltimore Ravens, but they signed Michael Crabtree, who was doing really well for fantasy for fantasy people a couple seasons ago in Oakland and last season kind of up and down. I love that game where I'm hoping that he scores points, and he got me like one point in the game, and I was like, well, what happened? And that was a game where he got ejected in like the first quarter of the game, and I was like, what an idiot. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? So Michael Crabtree, it's up and down in fantasy, but we'll see how relevant he could be with Joe Flacco. Buffalo signed Chris Ivory to a two-year extension after playing after having to play against him the last two years when he was a Jaguar. And then uh, they traded Tyrod Taylor for a third-round pick in this year's draft, sent him to the Browns. And then they got a first-round pick and a fifth-round pick this year. Or, pardon me. They traded Cordy Glenn, a first-round pick and a fifth-round pick, to get Cincinnati's first-round pick and sixth-round pick this year. So that's kind of an interesting thing is the Bills are trying to bolster up their picks here and, and grab you know grab some picks. So they got a first-rounder from Cincy, a sixth-rounder from Cincy, and a third-rounder from Cleveland. Kind of interesting. Uh, Kyle Williams was re-signed for one year, $6 million to the team for the Buffalo Bills. As far as the Carolina Panthers go, they released Jonathan Stewart, who had been there forever. Graham Gano got re-signed to a four-year contract extension as their kicker. Julius Peppers, who's been around forever, he got a one-year deal with the Carolina Panthers to stay with the team, so that was interesting. Uh, the Chicago Bears, to kind of look at where they are at this point, they released a lot of players, and it's no surprise to me that they're releasing people because the team has had a lot of woes lately when we're speaking on the Chicago Bears. I mean, obviously, the definition of its insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result, and that's what they would have been doing if they had held on to the same people 
over and over and over again. So they're not going to do that. They're moving forward. And, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's definitely been, been a, a change for this team and, and Chicago has been going through a lot, you know, the, the years without Brian Erlacher and, you know, the, the team just, it's, st- it started to change years ago and they just really never got back on the horse. So they've been trying to figure out what's going to work and what's going to move them forward. And, you know, they signed Taylor Gabriel, who's been a, a backup with the Atlanta Falcons. They signed Trey Burton, who was playing with the Philadelphia Eagles and came from the Gators and threw a touchdown to Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. That was Trey Burton. So they got, so, I mean, you think about Chicago and the moves that they made. They got Allen Robinson, who left the Jacksonville Jaguars after his rookie contract. So they re-signed Josh Bellamy as a receiver, Cameron Meredith as a receiver, then went out and got Trey Burton as a tight end, Taylor Gabriel as a receiver, and Allen Robinson as a receiver. So no excuses. They just need to make sure that Mitch Trubisky can throw him the damn ball. As far as Cincinnati goes, they re-signed Tyler Eifert to a one-year contract. Matt Barkley keeps getting opportunities, which is interesting to me. They released Pac-Man Jones, who I believe has at least 14 charges against him since he's been in the NFL. They released Pac-Man Jones after having him as a project for years, which is very interesting. The Cleveland Browns went crazy. Cleveland has made over, I think it's more than 20 transactions. They traded 2018 fourth-round pick, 2019 seventh-round pick to Miami for wide receiver and starter Jarvis Landry. They traded quarterback Deshaun Kaiser, who they drafted last year, a 2018 fourth-round pick and a 2018 fifth-round pick to Green Bay for cornerback Demarius Randall, a 2018 fourth-round pick and a 2018 fifth-round pick to get back. They traded a 2018 third-round pick to Buffalo for quarterback Tyrod Taylor. I feel like Tyrod's worth a hell of a lot, <laughs> hell of a lot more than that. They tendered wide receiver Josh Gordon as an exclusive rights-free agent, so they did that. They agreed to a contract with former San Francisco running back Carlos Hyde. They signed quarterback Kevin Hogan, who had been on the team, and they released a bunch of guys, got him off the team here, and and moved forward. They signed Drew Stanton to a two-year contract, signed or traded C.J. Smith, their corner, to Seattle for a 2020 seventh-round pick, signed E.J. Gaines, a corner, to their team for a one-year contract. And then the Dallas Cowboys, look at what Dallas has done. They franchise tagged Demarcus Lawrence, signed Allen Hearns, Deontay Thompson, like I said. They signed linebacker Joe Thomas to a two-year contract. So, you know, they made a few moves and, and got rid of Orlando Skandrick, who now they have to play twice a season when they play Washington, if he's out there playing. The Broncos traded Aqib Tlaib to the Rams for a 2018 first fifth-round pick, pardon me. And then... Other notable things, the Broncos signed Case Keenum, who almost led Minnesota to a Super Bowl as a backup. They traded uh, Trevor Simeon and a 2018 seventh-round pick to Minnesota for a 2019 fifth-round pick. So how about this? They take Case Keenum, who is a free agent coming out of Minnesota, then they give Minnesota another quarterback in Trevor Simeon and take a pick from Minnesota. So kind of interesting, the Denver moves to Minnesota and two different quarterbacks involved. And then Detroit, they released Eric Ebron. They signed Zach Zenner, which some people liked. Some people were confused about as a running back as kind of like where they're going, where they're running backs right now and how they're going to move forward. 
Green Bay, you know, they had the trade with Cleveland and what they had to do. They released Jordy Nelson, which is beyond me why they would do that unless they know that something's going on with him body-wise. They tendered wide receiver Geronimo Allison as an exclusive rights-free agent. Houston, if you're listening in to Wake Up Call right now, just going through some of these notable transactions in the NFL because in my coverage of the NCAA tournament, we haven't discussed it. So alphabetical order, going team by team here, kind of letting you know what's going on. Taran Mathau from the Arizona Cardinals, a honey badger that was released. He was signed by the Houston Texans who are going to see what the safety can do. They signed Bruce Ellington to a one-year contract. They agreed to a four-year deal with cornerback Aaron Colvin. Here's something interesting. Cornerback A.J. Boye was with Houston and ended up with the Jaguars last season. Cornerback Aaron Colvin was with Jacksonville and is now going to end up with the Houston Texans this season. So Houston loses a corner to Jacksonville. Jacksonville loses a corner to Houston. And Aaron Colvin, I'm going to miss him because personally... I've got to spend a lot of time with him over the last couple seasons. So, Aaron, I hope nothing but the best for you, buddy. And God bless you moving forward. So, somebody had said to me, you know, they're going to overpay for Aaron Colvin coming off of this Jaguars team that almost made it to the Super Bowl. And he's got a four-year contract with Houston. And I think when he was coming to Jacksonville, he was fighting just to be a starter. And and now, you know, coming off of his time with Jacksonville, he's obviously set up his career for the future. So, God bless and good for him. And then uh, they released linebacker Brian Cushing from Houston, which was interesting. So, you know, it's kind of just, I mean, it's it, these these teams just kind of shaking people around and some names that you're not expecting to see out there is free agents are, are out there or just completely released and waiting to be picked up. And as far as Indianapolis, we spoke about this a little bit. Uh, Adam Vinatieri, who's been around forever, with the Patriots and then the Colts is staying with the Colts at least for one more year. Eric Ebron and Ryan Grant going with the Colts. No sleep going to be lost there. The Jaguars declined an option on tight end Mikel Rivera. They had Mikel Rivera. And, uh, you know, this is what's funny. They brought Mikel Rivera over from the Oakland Raiders. He got hurt, barely played all year. So I don't see any surprise on why they declined the option. They signed Ben Koyak who scored a touchdown for them in the playoffs this season. They re-signed Bortles to a three-year contract, which I agreed with. They released Chris Ivory, which I agreed with. They signed Marquise Lee to a four-year contract, and I told you after my conversation with Marquise Lee at Gillette Stadium after they lost to the Patriots, I told you that all signs pointed to the fact that he was going to re-sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he did exactly that. They got a one-year contract for Dante Moncrief, so they're bringing him on. They agreed to a three-year contract with cornerback DJ Hayden. I like that move by them. They signed Niles Paul to a two-year contract at tight end. They signed Austin Safarian Jenkins to a two-year contract at tight end. So they have Ben Koyak, Austin Safarian Jenkins, Niles Paul, and could still draft a tight end. So that's kind of interesting here. And then they're keeping my boy Corey Grant, for a one-year deal at least at this point. So very exciting for what they're doing. Uh, they they signed Patrick Omame, a guard, to a three-year contract. A little bit surprised about that and bringing him back in because they had some woes at the guard position. Paul Pozlesny retired. They agreed to a contract with guard Andrew Norwell to help them out at the guard position on the offensive line, which is something that they needed to work on and 
and really get right for this season. So, you know, I'm happy to see them do something like that as they move forward with this team is to is to go after the guard play and make sure that they have some depth at guard as the Jaguars move forward. And then uh, outside of Jacksonville, we move to Kansas City. Kansas City traded Alex Smith to Washington for cornerback Kendall Fuller in a 2018 third-round pick. I think that Kansas City definitely won in that one. They released Darrell Revis. Interesting here. They traded Marcus Peters, their starting corner, in a 2018 six-round pick to L.A. for a 2019 second-round pick and a 2018 fourth-round pick. So they trade their quarterback and their cornerback starters. Very interesting here that Kansas City has done that. They released Tamba Holly, their linebacker, which I was a little bit surprised with that one. They re-signed DeAnthony Thomas, their wide receiver, signed Damian Williams to a one-year contract. Surprised about that since they have Kareem Hunt, because that was a little bit strange. They got a three-year contract with wide receiver Sammy Watkins, who spent a season with LA Rams after leaving the Buffalo Bills, so that'll be interesting. They signed longtime Jaguars backup Chad Henney to a two-year contract, which makes sense with Kansas City to, to, to bring him in. But, I mean, he's only probably got a couple seasons left before he retired. So he's probably there to for some tutelage for Pat Mahomes. Maybe they liked what he did for Blake Bortles in Jacksonville, so they wanted him to be with another youngster in Pat Mahomes. Could be. The Chargers signed Caleb Sturgis to a two-year contract to be their kicker. So that was interesting. Uh, Virgil Green leaves the Broncos to join the Chargers in the same division. And really not too much else. Tyrell Tyrell Williams got a one-year contract from the Chargers. He was very inconsistent. The Rams, as I said, they got Marcus Peters from the Chiefs. They traded linebacker Robert Quinn in a 2018 six-round pick to Miami for a fourth-round and a six-round pick this year. So that could be really, really good for them. They traded Alec Ogletree and a 2019 seventh-round pick to the Giants for a fourth-round and a sixth-round pick. So they're going to have two more fourth-round picks, two sixth-round picks in this 2018 draft from just those two trades alone. They signed running back uh, backup Malcolm Brown to the team and kept him on. The Dolphins, let's see if the Dolphins, uh, they brought in linebacker Robert Quinn that I just mentioned here. They got rid of Lawrence Timmons, their linebacker. Uh, Albert Wilson, who played with the Chiefs, they're bringing him in on a three-year, $24 million deal. They have a two-year contract the Dolphins do with Danny Amendola, who left the Patriots. Very interesting there. They released Indomitian Sue and Julius Thomas. And and I told you about Julius Thomas. I said, you know, it's either the Jaguars didn't use him right after he was a fantasy phenom with the Broncos, or... He just fit really well in the Broncos system and Jacksonville kind of figured out that he wasn't a good fit and maybe he's not all he's cracked up to be. He went down to Miami after Jacksonville had him for a season and he did nothing in Miami. So as it stands right now, big question mark on what Julius Thomas can do, but obviously we hope nothing but the best for him as he moves forward. As far as other Miami moves, they signed Frank Gore to a one-year contract, Brock Osweiler to a one-year contract, (laughs) Brock keeps making money, which is very surprising, but shout out to him for continuing to to get it done and get these contracts signed. The Vikings signed Mac Brown and gave him an opportunity. And outside of that, you know, the Vikings three-year contract with Kirk Cousins is the biggest one that they have. Trevor Simeon is a backup 
every single quarterback on Minnesota's roster was a free agent. From Case Keenum to Sam Bradford to Teddy Bridgewater, they lost them all. And they decided to bring in Kirk Cousins and Trevor Simeon to fill the void and kind of see what they could do with this. So Simeon still needs to prove himself. And Kirk Cousins done a good job, but you know, you're going onto a team that was one step away from going to the Super Bowl. So the expectations are going to be tremendously high for a guy that's finally not a franchise tag. And good for Kirk Cousins on that. The New England Patriots, Brandon Bolden's coming back in the backfield for another season. They traded a 2019 third round pick to Cleveland for defensive tackle Danny Shelton and a 2018 fifth round pick. They re-signed Rex Burkhead in the backfield. They signed safety Patrick Chung. They signed Jeremy Hill away from the Cincinnati Bengals, so they won't have a three-headed running back issue again. They signed Matt Slater, as I had mentioned before. Uh, Martellus Bennett retired, and they traded for Corderell Patterson. Not too much else going on there. I'm going to circle the Jeremy Hill. If Jeremy Hill turns out to be a phenom running back in in New England, I mean, at that point, I, I'm almost certain that they've signed some deal with the devil, devil because Jeremy Hill has been... <laughs> been really nothing to write home about as he's spent his time in Cincinnati as of late. The New Orleans Saints, they signed Drew Brees for another two years, no surprise. Willie Sneed, one-year contract. They signed Tom Savage away from Houston as a backup. Kind of interesting move there. The Giants, and what the Giants did here, we know the Alec Ogletree trade. We just talked about that. They signed Jonathan Stewart to a two-year contract after he was released from the Carolina Panthers. They continue to bring in running backs that underperform. But, you know, that's I guess that's the giant way. They signed wide receiver Cody Latimer, who played with the Denver Broncos. So we'll see what he can do. They released Dwayne Harris to free up a spot, and they traded away Jason Pierre-Paul, which was interesting. The Jets had Matt Forte retire. They signed Josh McCown to a one-year contract. They got Isaiah Crowell from the Cleveland Browns on a three-year contract. Trumaine Johnson, corner, five-year contract. They gave Teddy Bridgewater one year to see what he's made of after two years off the field. So that'll be an interesting move. They signed Morris Claiborne to a one-year contract, who was a big-time draft pick by the Cowboys in the first round that never panned out. And uh, like I told you, Terrell Pryor's coming in and Andre Roberts is coming in for a one-year, too, at the wide receiver position. The Oakland Raiders, who are soon to be the Vegas Raiders, signed Doug Martin from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll see what he's made of right now. I don't write home about Doug Martin pretty much ever. EJ Manuel, he got signed on to the Oakland Raiders after bouncing around and being a starter for Buffalo that didn't pan out. They signed safety Reggie Nelson to a one-year contract as well. And they signed Jordy Nelson to a two-year contract. I thought the Jaguars should have looked at him, but he's heading to the Oakland Raiders instead. And then uh, Georgie Tavecchio, who filled in for Sebastian Janikowski, he got signed as their kicker for the Oakland Raiders. Philadelphia, the the reigning national champions, their punter Donnie Jones retired. They traded wide receiver Marcus Johnson in a 2018 fifth-round pick to Seattle for defensive end Michael Bennett in a 2018 seventh-rounder. Then they got Daryl Worley, a cornerback from Carolina, in a trade for Torrey Smith straight up. Haloti Nagata is heading there on a one-year contract at defensive tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. 
They released Brent Selleck, who's been there forever in a day, and they signed Mike Wallace, which I had mentioned before. Pittsburgh Steelers, Chris Boswell's coming back for a year at the kicker position. Really nothing else going on. Uh, Roosevelt Knicks got re-signed at fullback and the franchise tag to Le'Veon Bell, trying to figure out a contract with him, which allegedly has not been easy. The 49ers gave a four-year contract to running back Jarek McKinnon, who is up and down and around the corner in Minnesota, and he got a four-year deal out of that. It's good for him. Marquise Goodwin is going to hang out with the 49ers for three years, got a contract extension with the team. Jimmy Garoppolo is making well more than the guy he used to back up, Tom Brady. He's got a five-year contract extension with the San Francisco 49ers. Richard Sherman's with the Niners for the next three years. Very, very interesting in what's going on here. Seattle released cornerback Jeremy Lane, cornerback Richard Sherman. Let them both go off of the team. They signed Ed Dixon to a three-year contract at tight end. That was an interesting move. And I'm trying to see if there's anything else uh, worth noting here. They signed DJ Fluker. Keep him going. Traded 2027th round pick to Cleveland for cornerback CJ Smith, which I had mentioned. And JD McKissick, they re-signed him at the running back position. Tampa Bay had released Doug Martin. They re-signed Ryan Fitzpatrick to a one-year extension. They re-signed Mike Evans, their number one receiver, to a five-year extension. They re-signed Cameron Brait, who's done some good things in a short amount of time in the NFL, to a six-year extension. Peyton Barber's back for a year at running back. Adam Humphreys is back for a year. Cam Lynch, former Syracuse linebacker, he got signed back to the team. Big ups to him for that. Huge on that. That happened when I was in Detroit. Tennessee Titans released DeMarco Murray. No surprise, he'd been hurt. They released Matt Castle, who never panned out as a backup for Tom Brady being a starter. He didn't work in Kansas City. Didn't work in Tennessee. Hasn't really worked anywhere. I hope the best for him as he moves forward. Ryan Suckup got a five-year extension. Deion Lewis has left the New England Patriots to join the Tennessee Titans. Interesting move there. Malcolm Butler left the New England Patriots to join the Tennessee Titans. So we'll see if those two moves are big time for the Titans. And then finally with the Washington Redskins, I spoke with you about Alex Smith coming in. Outside of that, they gave their kicker Dustin Hopkins a three-year extension. Brian Quick's coming back to the team. They gave a five-year contract to number two receiver out of Seattle, Paul Richardson. So that was a little bit surprising to me, but you know, they're going to give him an opportunity and see what he's made of and kind of go from there. So with that being said, that is a roundup of the moves that have been made, trades, free agency, and whatnot inside of the NFL. I told you we'd discuss it and we'll break it down at length, go to different teams, big time moves and potential moves and teams that still need to make some moves where there's plenty of NFL conversation to come, but I wanted to give a little roundup of the 32 teams and what each of them has done and and give you some information on each to take home with you, put in your pocket and look at for later. And you could do that by going to wakeupcalldt.podbean.com and saving the page or by going to wakeupcalldt.com, clicking on the RSS feed, the iTunes podcast, or the downloadable app powered by Podbean. You can also download the Podbean app itself, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Download that and look for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora or download TuneIn Radio and look up Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Any of those ways will be able to put it in your pocket and listen to it later. 
I want to thank the CNS girls across team for being a part of the show today. I want to thank the CNS athletics department. I want to thank Tim Bednarski, their athletics director. I want to thank head coach of CNS girls across Lloyd Hamilton. I want to thank the players that were on the show, Jess Foley, Olivia Messina, and Caitlin Lippert. I want to thank my cousin, Franny Tortora. I want to thank the entire team for showing up. I want to thank the fellow students, student athletes, teachers, alumni, and everybody connected to CNS. I want to thank everyone in Cicero. I want to thank the community. And of course, I want to thank Jimmer Sikowski and Chick-fil-A Cicero for making a dream come true for a little boy like me. And I look forward to talking with you tomorrow on Thursday's show, Thursday, March 29th. Plenty of awesome things coming up the next two days of this week. You don't want to miss the surprises, so make sure you become a member on MixLR.com backslash DT. Become a member on there, join for free, and you will never miss a live show again. It'll be sent to you as soon as it goes live. And I, like I said, I want to thank everybody for being a part of the show. I want to thank you for listening. And I want to thank the parents, the grandparents, the cousins, the friends, the girlfriends, the boyfriends, the aunts, the uncles, and everybody connected to the student-athletes that I've had. The support system that each of you have, I want to thank them for showing up to Chick-fil-A and for everything that you've done. So God bless you, be well, and I look forward to seeing you very soon.